0: have a 12-point lead in the second half and you don't make the plays
1: and don't play complimentary football. Uh, disappointed. you got to give credit to Atlanta. They battled uh, and did a better job than us, obviously.
2: This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills.
3: The show rundown earlier today, like this afternoon as I was eating my lunch, kind of writing down some notes. Okay, we're going to talk about this, talk about this, talk about this tonight. I thought maybe, potentially, we could have a a roundtable discussion between me and, and some callers about whether or not the Badgers should be playing on a Friday night. I know there are a lot of people that think Friday nights, that's for high school. You don't touch it. Some people are actually... Like, they're very against college football on Friday nights. Friday nights for the kids. Saturday is for college. Sunday's for the NFL. That's the way it's supposed to be. But I'm honestly okay that the Badgers are playing. I'm okay that the Badgers are playing tonight. It's kind of nice. We had Thursday night football last night. What am I supposed to do tonight? Be productive? Clean my apartment? Go to bed early? Get a restful night's sleep? Make a meal? Why would I? I'm not doing any of those things sit in my apartment and read a book have a unique thought in my head spend some time alone with my thoughts no, no 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 none of those are options that i'm okay with absolutely not no i won't i won't have it no i need a football game on the tv all right so i'm okay with the badgers playing tonight but i know that there are some people i think of travis wilson who tweets about this a lot some people vary against college football on friday nights I'm pretty indifferent tonight. I'm selfishly okay with it because I want a football game to watch. I don't have anything else going on. Girlfriend is out of town. What am I supposed to do? I'm glad there's a football game on. And we're not going to debate high school, college. Although I thought about it. I thought about writing it into the rundown. I was like, I bet this this would get the phone ringing a little bit. Maybe another time. We'll get into that. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Going to talk plenty of football tonight. It's a football Friday. It's a Fins Up Friday. You never miss a Friday show. It's a, it's a fun, wacky, hacky Friday. A lot, a lot to get to tonight. I want to do a little Brewers. They're probably going to clinch the division this weekend. Uh, almost certainly going to clinch the division this weekend. They could have clinched it tonight, but it looks like the Cubs are going to win. They have a big lead. If that game hasn't gone final already, it probably will be going final very soon. So the Brewers will clinch the division uh, and clinch a postseason spot. If not tonight, then at some point this weekend, In Miami, Christian Yelich back in the lineup tonight, so we'll talk about that. I want to react to Thursday Night Football. Last night's game was not all that close. Last night's game was very interesting. I think we continue. is the cool thing about early season, week two, week three, is we start getting enough data to really paint a fuller picture of these teams. Right? Week one is awesome. It's a blast. But Monday, week one, Tuesday, week one, we're like, I don't know anything for sure. I mean, the Bengals look like ass. The Ravens didn't look that great. Uh, I, I don't know. Like the Cardinals looked good. What what do we do with this information? Well, now we have a second week of it. We have a third Thursday night football in the third week. We're gaining information on all these teams. So I learned a little bit more about the Niners, a little bit more about the Giants. This is a fun time of the year early, but not too early where we really start to figure out some of these teams. We really start to learn about some of these teams. So I want to react to Thursday night football. We're going to hear a little bit from Joe Barry before the show is over he went to the podium yesterday. He is a salesman. He's a politician. He sounds like he's about to run for office. So we'll talk about Joe Barry, his role in Sunday's loss, his role in making sure the defense plays better moving forward against a different looking Saints team. I don't think the Saints are awesome. I don't think the Falcons are awesome. I think the Falcons have a strong identity, which will help them win games. And in a division and in a conference where there aren't very many awesome teams, I think just having an identity It is a massive advantage, and that's why I feel okay about the Falcons' chances in the South. I don't think they're the most talented team, but I think they have a strong identity. I don't know that I can say that about the Saints. So last Sunday's game and the game coming up in two days, very different. We'll talk about Joe Barry, his role, the defense's role, and we'll hear a little bit of what he had to say yesterday at some point. I also want to talk about a story, uh, a letter to the editor that came out in the journal Sentinel today. It's awesome. I don't really agree with anything that was said in this article, but I love this article so much and respect the person for writing in and saying these things so much. We're going to dedicate an entire segment to it. That's coming up at about four 30. The second hour of the show is going to be lacrosse only. It's going to be WKTY only because the brewers play tonight, but on Friday nights, I know our friends in lacrosse WKTY, they got high school football. So the brewers won't be running on KTY, which means the five o'clock hour it's just going to be lacrosse. Now, you can still listen, madcitysportszone.com and on the app, and you can listen on WKTY and on the WKTY app. All, all of it will still work, but we're going to have a little bit of a lacrosse-themed hour. I'm going to give old friend Drew Kelly a call. Uh, he's the voice of local sports on WKTY and the voice of UWL football. So we're going to talk a little college football, a little WEAC. I have a bone to pick with. Drew, I'm pissed at him over what happened last weekend with UWL, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to vent to him a little bit. Uh, and and blow off some steam. He'll join us around 515, uh, somewhere in that that portion of the show. 608-321-1670. If you'd like to call, I'd love to take your call. Coming up in just a few minutes. And I'm on Twitter. Hit me up at Wisco Grant. Let's start with the Brewers. Brewers are on the cusp. They could clinch a playoff berth and the Central this weekend. They could have done it tonight, but the Cubs, again, looking like they're going to win if that game hasn't ended already. I know we've been occupied with the Packers. Spent a lot of time on this show talking about the Packers, and that's fine. That's okay. Because when the season first starts, we're all in on football. We talk all about football, 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 football. And if it's not the Packers, we're talking about the Bears or the Vikings or whatever AFC team. We're all in. We're just so happy to have football back. It's all we want to talk about. It's all we want to watch. And that's okay. Especially this year for the Packers because we got a brand new quarterback trying to figure out what Jordan Love is, trying to figure out what Matt LaFleur is minus Aaron Rodgers, trying to figure out Joe Barry for the third straight year. We got our plate full with the Packers, and that's okay. But I just want to make sure we're appreciating what the Brewers are doing, or I guess more specifically what they're about to do. Just a quick reminder. I just want to say, hey, don't forget about the Brewers this weekend. Check in on them. Make sure you're paying attention because they're about to make the playoffs for the fifth time in the last six years. And I feel like we should look around, smell the roses, smell the beer, smell the tailgating, smell the parking lots. I feel like we should appreciate this. It's like I was driving into work this morning, and all the trees are starting to change colors. And I'm looking out my window, oh, orange and yellow. Take advantage of this. Go outside. Just enjoy this time of year because it's so pretty. And in a couple of weeks, all the trees will be brown, and I'll be like, I missed it. I missed out. And I don't want us to get, you know, a week or two or three down the road with the Brewers or into the playoffs and, and feel like we missed it. As Kenny Chesney once sang, don't blink. I don't remember the rest of the lyric. Don't blink. Just like that, you know, you're six years old and, and you take a nap. You wake up and you're 25 and when you know it, your high school sweetheart becomes your wife. That's Kenny Chesney. who's quite the poet. Don't blink with the Brewers. Because I don't think Craig Council is going to be the manager of this team next year. This might be our last ride for Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta together. I don't think all three of those guys are going to leave the team. Peralta's under contract for a while. He signed an extension. I don't know what Matt Arnold plans to do with Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff in the offseason. The bullpen will probably change and look different because the bullpen changes and looks different every year. There's just so much turnover in baseball. Right. Enjoy this last run, perhaps, with this of starting pitching. Since August 18th, The Brewers pitching staff has an ERA of 276. That's best in Major League Baseball. They have an opposing batting average of 181. That's first in Major League Baseball. They have a 588 opponent OPS. That's first in baseball. The hitting hasn't been perfect. And I know that that can be really frustrating. Kurt Hogue a couple of days ago tweeted out that in the Brewers last four losses, they'd only given up four runs. The Brewers haven't given up runs. When they've lost games, it's not because their pitching is faltered. It's because their offense no-shows. And that's frustrating. I understand it. But let's not miss the forest through the trees or the forest for the trees or whatever the expression is, right? Even when the offense struggles, this is still a really good baseball team and a really successful baseball team. And not everything can always be perfect. I bring this up in sports all the time. I bring this up when we talk about Rodgers and the Packers and what went wrong uh, over the last decade. And maybe this is worth mentioning with the Bucks too. Not everything is going to be perfect all the time. You're not always going to be guaranteed health 100%. You're not always going to be guaranteed that everyone's going to make their three point shots. You're not always going to guarantee that your opponent is going to do this or that. You just you can't count on everything all the time. You know, over the years, the Packers had come up short in the playoffs. It's like, well, the special teams wasn't great that year. Well, if, if that was their biggest issue, then the offense and the defense and the coaching—they got to overcome that. Right? Well, the defense wasn't very good. Well, but the offense was amazing. Can the offense do a little bit better to overcome that? We, we can't just find one weakness every year and say, "Well, that's why it didn't happen. That's why it didn't work." You can't count on everything being perfect. And with the Brewers, their payroll smaller than the Dodgers, payroll smaller than the Braves, a lot of other teams. Not everything is going to be perfect. This Brewers team is always going to have strengths and weaknesses. It's the way that they are. Unless Mark stumbles into a bunch of money, non-taxpayer money. I'm talking about new wealth, not, you know, ripping off <laughs> the residents of Milwaukee County to pay for a stadium. Which isn't really a ripoff. Who knows? This is the way the world works. We've talked about this. I, I shouldn't have made that joke because it's not really how I feel about it. But, anyways, moving on. The Brewers payroll is not on par with some of the other teams that they're going to go up against in the playoffs, and you can't count on everything being perfect. And the offense isn't perfect. But this pitching. Might just be good enough to overcome for a series or two. And you know what? If God smiles on Milwaukee and he smiles on our Milwaukee Brewers for the first time and really their entire existence, who knows what could happen? Wade Miley, who's been a part of this pitching staff and has been so much fun to watch. has he been, Don't you love watching Wade Miley when you see him on the lineup? Are not you excited to turn on the game and listen or watch? I, I loved watching. Friend of show, by the way, Wade Miley. This is his comments after the game yesterday. I wanted to play him on last night's show, but we just didn't get
1: to it. Here's Wade Miley. Yeah, just saying, I just think mean, we've got a good ball club out here, man. And We have good at-bats. Um, ever since the deadline, the bats have been unbelievable, bringing over Mark and, and Carlos and just their bats and feeding in the other people. And it's just, been, uh, it's just been playing a fun brand of baseball. And right now we can feel like we're close to, to, to getting where we want to be at, so it's uh, some intensity's picked up. You said you're not
2: quite there yet, um, but did you guys have you always
1: felt internally within this room that like you guys were a division-winning type team? I mean, early on, you know, we went through that rough patch in May, but other than May, we, we've pretty much controlled our own destiny, you know, throughout. And um, like I said, it's a very talented team. Uh, the pitching staff's been been great being, being able to work with Big Wu and, and, and Bernsey And then we've got guys have stepped up, Colin and Julio. You know, when guys went down, Freddie's been unbelievable down the stretch. Bullpen's been outstanding. It's just it's, it's just a pretty pretty good squad they've put together. It is pretty impressive how Brandon Woodruff missed
3: most of the season, Colin Ray steps in and is really, really, really solid. I don't want to say he was great. I don't want to say he was dominant. But every time Colin Ray went out there, I could count on him pitching into the fifth and keeping the Brewers in the game. And I think that's just about as much as we can expect. I think that's really fair. From a pitcher who most of us had never heard from, we certainly would have remembered that name if he hadn't had the same name As you know, a country music star from back in the 90s, the early 2000s. Brandon Woodruff then comes back healthy and is awesome. Without really faltering at all. Julio Teran had a stretch where he just ate and got outs. He was an outgitter for this team. He's right. This pitching staff has not looked the same from opening day until now. But anytime someone struggled or anytime one of these pitchers has gotten hurt, someone stepped right up to take their place. And it's not always seven shutout innings, but... There were very rarely hopeless nights because of Colin Ray or because of Julio Turan. There were some hopeless nights because of Freddie and Corbin Burns, but Freddie and Corbin Burns, the other side of that coin is they would eventually or or sometimes occasionally go seven shutout innings. You're not getting that from Colin Ray or Julio Turan. A little bit more conservative brand of baseball from those two guys. I don't know
0: how much you know, read baseball stuff around the league, but People said, you know, the Brewers are dangerous and they mentioned Burns, which are for Alters. I don't yeah. know. Sometimes
1: yeah. maybe they don't mention Wade Miley. It's okay. They don't <laughs> they have like to mention me. They don't, they don't yeah, have they to do mention Wade. Me. I just try to go out and pitch. Just try to give us a chance. Um, at the end of the day, we got a, a three headed horse in the front end of this rotation. So I uh, just want to just try to get it back to them because, I mean, they're pretty good. No, no team really wants to line up with, with those three. You're, you're about to see it in Miami. So a little taste of what it's going to look like. Wade,
0: you talked about the adjustment. you, it was way
1: better, you know. I think the stuff, my stuff was later today. Like there was more late action in the zone and the ground balls. That's kind of where that comes from. Um, yeah, I mean I was in and out of, of, of a good delivery, but for the most part, I was very happy with, with how it was coming out. What did the seven strikeouts, ten swings and misses? Where those come? I have no idea. That's, that's <laughs> one of those fluke things that don't happen a whole lot, but I'll take it. I love Wade Miley so much. Friend
3: of show <laughs> and Adam McCalvey, that cheeky bastard. I mean that in the best way. Not that Adam is spending time listening to the show. That <laughs> Cheeky. Well, you know, national baseball writers, Wade, they're, they're writing about Corbin Burns, Brandon Wooder, Freddie Peralta. Not a lot of writing about you. <laughs> and Wade's like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> of course they're not. And Wade Miley. Look at me. I do really like this team. Uh, we've pulled a lot of hair out of our head over the summer complaining about this and that, being frustrated about this and that, but I think it's time to circle the wagons, circle our arms around this team and celebrate their accomplishment, whether it's tomorrow or, or Sunday or, or whenever they clinch the division, whenever they clinch a playoff spot. Uh, I think it's time for Brewers fans to kind of in a very wholesome way come together. And he's correct. You know, the deadline sends the at-bat or the de- the deadline sends the at-bat, the at-bats since the deadline have been really, really good. And I don't think it's because they went out and got an all-star. They just went out and got two competent bats at a spot where they haven't really had competent at-bats this year. Does that make sense? Like, Rowdy Telez had been so horrid this season. And Owen Miller at first base is Owen Miller at first base. Carlos Santana, he's a professional first baseman. Carlos Santana does not have to hit 400 to make a massive impact on this team, which is what we said the day that the move happened, I remember coming on the air and said, I don't care that he's old. I don't care that he's past his prime. I don't care that he's just kind of okay to pretty good. He's exactly what this team needs, and he is a competent professional who can play every day and give them competent at-bats, which is something they haven't had for most of the summer. Just an average first baseman will help this team improve. That's exactly what has happened. And Mark Canna, as that extra outfielder spot, you know, they didn't have... They were running Ramiel Tapia out there. You know what I mean? Mark Canna might not be... The best right fielder. He's not Corey Hart in his prime. Yeah, maybe he profiles similarly to Corey Hart. I guess I hadn't thought about that. But since coming to the Brewers, he's hitting 307, an OPS of 849, couple home runs, a lot of RBIs. And now Tyrone Taylor, for whatever reason, Tyrone Taylor's got better. I don't know if Mark Canna's pushing him, a little competition, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. Maybe Mark Canna and Carlos Santana raising the tide just a little bit. The bats have been a lot better since the trade deadline, and it's not because they went out to get all-stars. They just got competent professionals. And for a lot of the season, they didn't have a competent professional at first base. And yet, here we are, the Brewers about to win the division. Thank you, Craig Council. Thank you, Matt Arnold. And now, thank you, Mark Cannon and Carlos Santana, for being those bats in those additions that really needed to, to join this team to round out this team. Let's take a three-minute break. I want to talk Packers injuries. I want to talk Thursday night football. And I gotta share with you some details from a story that came out about the Wisconsin Badgers today. It's one of the funniest things I've I've read in a long time. It it rules. I might read you the whole story on air. It's the Wisco Sports Show. Never miss a Friday show. We're back in three minutes.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: Sports show. My name is Grant. Bill's going to hear from Joe Barry a little later in the show. The last hour, the five o'clock hour of the show is on WKTY and WKTY only because the Brewers fire up at five o'clock. But WKTY, I know it's my my hometown station. uh, They carry high school football in the fall. So we'll do the five o'clock hour. We'll keep talking about Joe Barry and Brewers, a lot of things. But we're also going to be joined by Drew Kelly, who's the voice of UWL football. Talk a little Weak catch up with drew who way back in the day basically came on the show every Friday at five 50 previewed high school football, high school basketball, whatever was going on. And I'm pissed at drew. I have a bone to pick with drew. So we'll, we'll do that in the second hour of the show, a couple calls to get to here, including a first time caller who will uh, begin the proceedings here. 608-321-1670. Bryce is in Madison. Bryce, welcome to the show. What's up. Hey, Grant. Thanks for
2: having me on. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, just wanted to get your opinion uh, on Craig Council and the Brewers. I mean, they, this has been one of the
4: more fun teams to watch, in my opinion. And I don't think Craig Council has ever, like, he's done so much with not that much
2: talent. And I, it sounds like he's on his way out the door after this year. Is there anything that they can do, like, that would make him want to stay? Like a first round exit? Without making me like hungry for more. If they win the World Series, does he run it back? If they lose in the World Series, does he like we got on the doorstep? Let's keep going. I don't know. It's just something that's been on, been in my head all season, and I just want to get your thoughts on that.
3: Likewise, I appreciate that, Bryce. Appreciate the call and call back sometime. Let's talk playoff baseball over the next couple weeks, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the call. First time call. I love that. Is there something that the Brewers could do? I don't think so, because I don't think this has anything to do with the Brewers. I think this has everything to do with what Council wants to do with his free time, and he will have a lot more free time. Just think of how much time being a baseball manager takes. You start right away in spring training, and you go all the way through September, October, if you're a baseball or a playoff team. I mean, that's just an insane amount of time. But then again, I've talked to baseball guests, you know, Kurt Hogue and, you know we had our, our national voice Bob Nightingale on a couple weeks ago he's like I, I don't know these baseball guys they love being in the dugout they love the day-to-day grind in the 162 game schedule so maybe that does pull it counsel a little bit maybe he takes a year or two off watches his kids play ball and then gets that itch again where my perspective is oh my god I'd rather work in the front office I'd rather do something that doesn't demand you know traveling half the year six months of, of commitment but Bob Nightingale I remember saying I, I don't if Craig Council's a front office guy. These baseball guys, they like the grind. They like the schedule. But to answer your question, Bryce, I I guess very briefly, I don't think so. I don't think this has anything to do with the Brewers. Making or missing the playoffs, winning the World Series, I I, I think this has to do with Craig and his family. Let's talk to Scooby, who's in Verona, 608-321-1670. What's up, Scooby? Graham, how's it going? It's going good. Happy Friday. What's up with you? All
2: right. so Friday is for the Fridays for the high school boys, Saturdays for college, Sundays yes. for the men. Yes. What am I going to do about my Friday night fish fry?
3: Hmm. Well, you got to go eat a fish fry somewhere where you can watch the Badgers, don't you think?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to have my old fashioned and trying to allow it to watch it at home now. It Screwed me
3: up. Well, what's your spot? What are you thinking? You would know more than me if you're down around Verona and, and I, you would know more than me. I... I barely know the the Madison Fish Fry scene. I'm brand new.
2: Verona's got it all. I'm telling you, Verona's got it all. We have a local spot. I don't know if I can throw plugs or not, but we decided we decided we're going to grab some salads, some frozen pizzas from our favorite gas station. I don't know if we can throw plugs at that gas station either, but uh, we're going to watch the game at home. We're going we're gonna to do it and then uh, get ready for get ready for Sunday.
3: I think I am going to. Well, I don't think I'm going to watch at home tonight because I have no options with any friends or any plans elsewhere. It's more of a I have nothing else to do. So I'm going to watch at home. Maybe I'll get a box of of frozen fish sticks and I'll do my own little my fish, a fish bake. You're much healthier. Maybe I'll do that. Scooby, that sounds like a good plan. Lamb, Grant. (laughs) Well, maybe a little, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Do you do you have a do you have a lean on tonight's game? You think the Badgers are going to do it? I, I feel a lot of anxiety in Badgers fandom.
2: There's a lot of anxiety in myself, too, but for whatever reason, uh, I think it's going to be, like, 10 points. I'll I'll give them 10 points. I'll get the Badgers up 10 points.
3: You think Uh, they're going to win by 10 points? Is that what you mean?
2: Yeah, I do, and I'm not really sure why, because I keep yelling at the television every every Saturday, and for whatever reason, I think that they're just going to turn it on. They're going to bring some stuff out of the playbook we haven't seen, so...
3: I want that to be the case so bad. And I appreciate you, Scooby. Have a great fish fry tonight. Enjoy kicking back at home and go Badgers. I'll be thinking about you. Go Petco. Go Go Petco. I'll be thinking about you too, Scooby. Um, Yeah, I'm going to get baked fish sticks. That's what I'm going to do tonight. I was talking to Zach last night on Temple and High and I think best case scenario, what my hope is, so the Badgers come out tonight, they win by three scores, and it pops. And you're like, oh, there's the air raid. There, we, This is what we've been looking for. That's the, There's the deep passing. Oh, the defense is hitting hard, and it all hits us at once. It's like, there it is. It's clicked. I think the more realistic outcome is that week by week, we start noticing things here and there, right? It, it doesn't click all at once, but we just notice little things, little bits of improvement, little wrinkles, and little additions to the playbook. So maybe you need to have a detailed eye tonight. And say, oh, I didn't see that, and week two i didn't see that last week against clay helton's georgia sway helton we didn't see that last week right just little additions here and there so i if you're holding your breath that all of a sudden they're going to come out and blast a team and it's going to be amazing night and day difference and finally the air raid and everything's clicking i don't think that's going to happen i think it's going to be more progressive watch with a detailed eye i'm hoping to just see little improvements every week and aline you think they're going to be purdue without any other reason well they've beaten purdue every year for 20 straight years now so that's I mean, that's as good a reason as any to just expect the Badgers to to continue to be Purdue. Let's talk to Cone Roller, another Badger fan, an alumni, a donor, 608-321-1670. What's up, Cone? Happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday. Fins up and beer is cracking.
3: Oh, what are are you sipping? What are you drinking?
0: Um, you know, a local IPA here in Arizona, Tower Station, brewed up in the beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona. Oh. Just a great, great IPA.
3: When when, when people from Phoenix go up to Flagstaff, do they say we're going up north? Is that a thing in different states? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Really?
0: Yep. Yep, they're
3: going to say, oh, we're hopping on 17 and going up north. I've never been to Flagstaff. I've been to Winslow. And I've been up in in some of the the real deserty empty area up there. It's beautiful. It's desolate. But I've never gone all the way up to Flagstaff. Never been to the Grand Canyon. That's still on the list.
0: What were you doing out in Winslow? Just like kind of sitting on a corner.
3: Yeah. Well, we were standing on a corner, more specific. But yeah, it was mostly it was corner based. The whole trip was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's that's what it seems like the fun thing to do there is. That's really. Um, it
3: might be the only thing to do there. I mean, unless you you like visiting prisons. I mean, you'd go you go by a prison on the highway on the way into town. That was kind of cool, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, we got to take after Bill Michaels' uh, wishes and build more prisons. (laughs) That's right,
3: yeah. Arizona's doing well. It's good for the economy, yeah, you're right. But
0: I have never seen a better chance for a get-right game than I have Purdue Friday night. I mean, this has get-right written all over it. We dominate Purdue. Their football program is trash. I hope hope Tony is texting his little girlfriend saying, hey, no hard feelings tonight, but our Badgers are going to be dominating you.
3: Do you think he's reaching out? And by the way, Tony is not a widower. I, I heard him say that yesterday, too. He followed up on Twitter and said, my wife did not die. I swear to God, I thought he said his wife died, but maybe I misheard him and others did. So I'm, I'm sorry, Tony. I, I, I did not mean, to, yeah, sorry about that.
0: Yeah, I went back to listen to his call, and it definitely was a little confusing, but I, I think he was mainly talking about Mike Zimmer. Um, but are you, Grant, are you ready for next week?
3: What's next week?
0: Oh, you don't
3: know? Badger basketball camp starts. Oh, training camp. I'm going to go cover. I was just talking to our sports director, Zach Hyopern yesterday. I'm going to go cover the scrimmage between UW and the WIAC opponent that they always play. I don't know who they're playing yet, but I'm I'm going to put a shirt and tie, and I'm going to go cover that game. I'm going to sit in the press box at the Kohl Center. I can't wait for Badger basketball. Although, Cone, the season not off to a good start. Con Canupple going to Duke. Greg Guard misses out on another massive in-state recruit. What are we going to do with this guy?
0: Well, I saw you put out the Greg Guard gauge last night. Just absolute blasphemy from you. You wouldn't expect any more from a clickbait artist like yourself.
3: An engagement um, merchant.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, you know, what are you going to do? When, when, you know, is UW, Marquette, UVA? Okay, UW has a chance. Yeah, But when you throw Duke in there, I mean, can you blame Khan for, for going to Duke? No. Can you blame Greg Gard for losing a recruit to Duke? No. I don't know if you really can.
3: No, 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 no. I, I can't. And, and I just want to point out, and I know the second half of the show is going to be lacrosse-based for our WK2I listeners. The number one recruits in the state that the Badgers have landed recently was Sam Decker. Uh, Sheboygan Lutheran, Wisconsin Lutheran Is it Sheboygan Lutheran, right Cone? You would know better than me Yeah, your, your funding helped land him probably Back in the day, and then Bronson Caning and Kobe King Blue collar, hardworking Loyal Wisconsin residents from the La Crosse Area, Aquinas and Central, wanted to play For their hometown school, so maybe if more of these Number one recruits lived in La Crosse Maybe we'd get more of them, but I I Don't know, we just don't have a, a handle on kids Who are in the big city in Milwaukee They just They seemingly can't get out of here fast enough
0: well, for every for every Bronson Koenig you get there is a Kobe King. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put well, Kobe I, King.
3: I mean, I mean there was one Kobe King, but then there was a Johnny Davis and a Bronson Koenig. You know, there's there's been more good than bad. Sorry sorry lacrosse can't supply all five starters every year. Jesus. Like we we can only turn out so many basketball players over there.
0: Yeah, and Jordan Davis. Oof.
3: Okay. We're not, hey, we're not doing Jordan Davis today. This is a football Friday. Tell me either you're lean on the Badger game tonight, I guess you kind of did, and the Packers on Sunday. Keep the trade on the tracks. All
0: right, all right. Yeah, um, easy win tonight for the Badgers. Nice. I think they run all over, over Purdue. I'm saying 250-plus yards on the ground for the Badgers tonight. Oh,
3: maybe they'll just and start that, running the ball right away at the beginning of the game instead of waiting until the third quarter.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll actually let Braylon Allen cook. You know, so long ago, this air raid, I'm still not seeing it. Let's get back to our roots. It's the same thing as, you know, the refrigerator. Let's go back to our roots. We don't need to have all this passing.
3: I'm with you on that. Do the Badgers win on Sunday? Or Packers? Packers, sorry. Packers on Sunday.
0: Uh, this is a toss-up for me, but I think so. I do um, I, I think it's really going to be our defense that wins this game because, you know, Saints defense is pretty stellar young team on offensively. We're still not a hundred percent sure on the health of Watson and Bakhtiari. It sounds like Aaron Jones is going to play. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm still missing Watson and Bach. I think that could be, that could be tough against this tough Saints team. And then I think our defense, this is a great time for them to step up and win a game for us. Derek Carr is about four years washed up. I think all that mascara he wears around his eyes are are starting to get into him and because some of the picks he throws are just inexcusable, horrible. So expecting a big day from from R.D. here.
3: I think so as well. Cone, you have an awesome weekend. We'll talk next week. Yeah, Grant and fins up. I haven't heard any Jimmy Buffett today, but fins up. Fins up. I will work some in. It is a fins up Friday. I appreciate that, Cone. Uh, I'm with you on Derek Carr. I've never been a Derek Carr guy. Derek Carr, for 60% of the game, will play pretty darn well. Might not play amazing, but will play pretty darn well. The other thirty or forty percent, he will make plays where you look at your screen and you're like, "Huh?" Jay Cutler, Fav-esque, like the worst mistakes. It's like, what do you? What was that? What you were throwing that where? You fumbled that ball where? Huh? So, the Packers defense needs to take advantage of that because Derek Carr is going to make a couple boneheaded mistakes and they need to capitalize. It can't be like last week where Desmond Ritter threw a couple balls to Quay Walker and Jair Alexander and they dropped him. Right? They need to take advantage when Derek Carr inevitably makes some mistakes on Sunday because he will because that's who he is. Vagabond John is in route down to West Lafayette for Wisconsin-Purdue. Let's talk to him and then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670. Vagabond John, what's going on? Happy game day.
4: Calling in from I-65 today. We are in indiana trailing a car with a license plate that says love mom and a sticker on the back that says i heart milk have not been able to confirm whether it's tony or not i think it was an uh, indiana license plate though so i'm guessing not
3: no tony's would say confirmed. barely legal that's what his license plate would spell out it would not say love milk Love you, that Tony. That got
4: a laugh from the back of the car, so that was good. I heard, you got to your comedy I
3: heard someone laugh. Well, what do you feel about tonight's game? You're down there. You're in it. You're probably seeing other Badger fans on the highway. What's the read?
4: So we've got four Badger fans in the car. Right now, as it feels, the front of the car is pretty pessimistic. That's with myself and Laney, my co-pilot. And then in the back of the car, we've got Kent and Casey. who are both feeling very confident. I believe Casey said the final score is going to be something like 420 to 69 so he's really feeling he's feeling
3: really confident this one no kidding what do you think do you think they run the ball early and often they've they've kind of begrudgingly moved towards the running game last couple weeks I know you were tweeting about Braylon Allen they didn't really play with him they didn't give him the ball in the first half last week what do you think about maybe the way the offense goes about this game
4: well we're gonna see if uh Phil Longo wants to win the game or if he wants to prove that his system can work to his players, right? I mean, he brings in this fancy new system and what wins at the end of the day is exactly what they were doing last year. So um, that's going to be up to him to make that decision. But I think if what Cone says can be true and the Badgers run for 200-plus, I think they win the game. If Phil Longo's ego gets in the way and he tries to run his spread offense for the first half, this is a Big Ten team now. This is Georgia Southern. If you fall behind early, gonna be tough because then you can't go to it. So uh watch out for Hudson Card in that passing game because our secondary has looked quite porous.
3: Do you think the defense so, do you think do you think it's Mike Tressel or do you think we underestimated just exactly how good guys like Keanu Benton and Nick Herbig were last year?
4: I think we under so keep in mind Wisconsin's defense last year took a major step back with Keanu Benton, with Nick Herbig, uh with um, I think Scott Nelson played the game, but, you know, they got absolutely torched by Ohio State, and they got torched by Michigan State as well. So it's not as if this is a great defense last year. I think people get last year and two years ago confused. About, sure. um, that They came in right under 30 in the country. and When you're playing Iowa's offense, and when you play, you know, these just awful offenses in the Big Ten West, and you're not top ten, that means something's wrong. So I think it was shaky last year. And then we lost all the best players, and, and these new guys just haven't stepped up. I'm a firm believer that these inside linebackers just cannot hang. Uh, they're not as athletic as everybody wants to say they are. They miss wide-open tackles in open space, much like we saw you know, in the Packer game we were talking about earlier this week. But at the end of the day, these guys got to tackle. And if they can't tackle a running quarterback, well, now here's their chance to go against a pocket guy. So I guess we'll see. It is something new. We haven't really seen them play this style of team yet.
3: Interesting. Interesting. I'm excited. I'm interested. This is the beginning of conference play. This is a chance to maybe reset our expectations, wipe the slate clean, and maybe start to draw some new conclusions, hopefully, about this new offense and a lot of new players and, and new systems on both sides of the ball. Enjoy the game, Vagabond, John. Drive safe, all right? I don't want to hear anything about you drinking and driving. I need you back on Monday to help me break this game down, okay? Before we, before we hop
4: off, is the road loud in the background? Because we just passed a sign that said, Road noise, indicating that the road's going to be extra loud. And for anybody who wants to complain about the Milwaukee Brewers taking too much money and not fixing Wisconsin roads, Indiana doesn't even have a baseball team. And they got signs up saying <laughs> road noise. So I don't know. Maybe or maybe or we don't have it so
3: bad after all. Indiana sucks, respectfully. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the game, Vagabond John. Yeah. Later. Appreciate you. With all respect to Indiana, that state sucks. I got some cousins that live there, visited them a time or two. It's like, hey, uh, do you want Wisconsin except with none of the good things? And do you want Illinois except without all of the good things? Combine those two, th- you get Indiana. Again, respectfully. Respectfully. Let's take a 5-minute break. Wisco Sports Show back after that.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: Sports show. Appreciate Vagabond John chiming in from random highway. What do you say? 60? 16? There's a six in there. Whatever highway it was in Indiana. Can confirm those highways are not the easiest of of cruising. A little bit loud. Agreed. Indiana just kind of sucks. Respectfully to everyone from Indiana. We're going to hear from Joe Barry. Talk Packers defense in just a little bit. Defense is going to have opportunities to make turnovers on Sunday. You can bet your bottom dollar. Derek Carr. We'll have two or three moments where he makes a play so dumb, throws a pass so bad, fumbles the ball in such an insane way. It's very Jay Cutler esque. I think Derek Carr is a better leader. I think his his personality traits, right, his behavioral traits, right. He can make up for not maybe being the most talented and, and best decision making quarterback, but he is going to make some bozo plays. And if Quay Walker and Jair Alexander are going to show up and drop interceptions on Sunday, I, you know, we could see a very similar game. Than than what we saw last Sunday, so they're going to have to to be better. I want to keep talking about the Badgers because I I just have to share this with you. I got into the studio this morning. I don't know around nine o'clock. and I sit down with my coffee and you know I open my laptop. I text Bill. I say, "All right, we got Tyler done at eleven thirty. Larry Holder twelve thirty. Eye of the enemy. By the way, awesome interview with the." uh the athletic reporter for the Saints. Go find that in the podcast, You little eye on the enemy, little preview primer for Sunday. I was scrolling Twitter for a little bit, and what do I see? I see a headline from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, which is a publication that I like. A lot of people work there who come on the show. Kurt Hogg, or Kurt Hogg, excuse me, he's been on. Uh, we've had Jim Ozarski, who writes for the Bucks. J.R. Radcliffe was on just two days ago. The headline is, there is no need for quote modern music blaring at Badger Games. And I'm sitting here thinking this is this is the greatest headline I've ever seen. <laughs> there is no need for modern music at Badger Games. Oh please tell me more. Please tell me more. I had to read this article, and you know what? I started reading it, and it got even better. I I can't believe this is real. It's a letter to the editor. It's a guy who lives in California Daniel, I really contemplated Sending him a Facebook message because I found his Facebook And asking him to come on And then I'm like, that would be a little weird Although you can't write a letter to the editor Put your name on it and then expect people to not creep on your Facebook Come on, it's 2023 I want to read you some of this story, some of this letter It's very short uh, And I just need some reading music To do it, oh this is perfect, yes This is perfect All right. I need to read this to you. I'm going to make sure I start at the beginning. A person can hear modern music in ordinary places such as shopping malls, corner corner drug stores, and elevators. That's the tease. Regarding the article, Badger fans overwhelmed by volume of music at Camp Randall on Saturday. Sure, several generations of spectators' tastes occur at the stadium. But note that Union South features the university band before every regular season game. It's glorious. Does, quote, modern music get interspersed in between the band's songs? No. So why is there a need for modern music at the stadium? A person can hear modern music in ordinary places, such as shopping malls, corner drug stores, elevators, all of which are worldly, often boring experiences. But the University of Wisconsin-Madison game is and should be a special experience. One that is different than the ordinary world. It's not ordinary. It's an everyday experience. It's not close to boredom. It's amazing, incredible, almost unique. My point, tradition in this case should be upheld 100%. I just got to point out, Daniel, some of that wording doesn't really make any sense. I get the spirit of what you're trying to convey, but I don't know. Proofread this next time. Continuing. Lastly, sometimes silence is golden as it adds to the intrigue and mystery and tension for the next play and flow of the game. It's sad that modern music has hypnotized people into always needing a technical or media event to occupy their attention. Let's honor the band and enjoy them beyond the pregame Union South exquisite songs that they play and after the game. They deserve better than modern music. Daniel Edelstein, Novato, California. I looked at his Facebook page. He's like a professional bird watcher. He takes people on birding tours. So I think I would like this guy. As Onabam fan pointed out on Twitter, it is a little ironic that this man argued that silence is golden as he is writing a letter to the editor to make his voice heard. I want to know what Daniel considers modern music. Like, does a song from the 1970s have no place? Because they did. I don't know if they still do. I haven't been to a game yet this year. Build me a Buttercup. Is that modern music? We talking 1920s show tunes from the Pep Band? Is that as modern as we can get? I just love that people take time to write letters or letters like this. Letters, letters to the editor. I might write one. Now I'm not a UW alum, so my words, of course, won't carry the same weight as Daniel in Novato, California. A person can hear modern music in ordinary places such as shopping malls, corner drugstores, elevators, all of which are worldly, often boring experiences. I tell you what, I've never been bored in an elevator in all my life. Zooming up and down, boring experiences. Shopping malls, corner drugstores, and elevators. So this guy, he wants no music. And silence. Silence is golden. Man, these commercial breaks are five minutes long. I like getting drunk. I like partying with my friends. I like being around the atmosphere. But once you sit down on the bleacher and realize, oh, we need to sit here for the next four hours, and most of it is just going to be sitting and waiting for the television broadcast to come back. Dude, the game day experience of college football is... uh, It's too long. It's too much. College football is the sport that needs to speed up the games. Baseball was fine, although I enjoyed the tweaks that baseball made this year. I think most people did, even if they only started to... to get into those changes begrudgingly silence is golden hey silence is important sometimes we need to keep our thoughts and noise to ourselves also i'm gonna write a letter to the editor i love this guy i want to have him on i'm gonna send him a message on facebook see if he'll come on with us next week to talk about the game day experience does purdue have modern music does any of Indiana have modern music? I think Notre Dame games, they should only play Catholic hymns, personally. Let's take a three minute break. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show next.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: show, fast and furious first hour of the show. Holy smokes, it's already five o'clock. The second hour of the show is going to be available. MadCitySportsZone.com, the Zone Madison app, and terrestrially, if that's a word, on WKTY. Because all of our affiliates are Brewers affiliates, but I know firsthand WKTY is running high school football tonight, which means the Wisco Sports Show lives in lacrosse. We're going to hear from Drew Kelly who is the voice of UWL football and high school football and WK2I? He's going to join us around 5 15. I'm a little pissed at him over something that happened last week with UWL football. So I need to air a grievance with Drew and just get the latest. What's going on in the WEAC? Conference play starts next week. I know the Blue Devils coming to lacrosse to play UWL. Stout versus UWL. Oktoberfest weekend in lacrosse. Good luck. Eagles by 100. Uh, That's easy. And of course, we'll keep talking about the Badgers. They play tonight. The Packers, they play on Sunday. We haven't barely talked about the Packers at all yet. Going to hear a little bit from Joe Barry coming up next and talk about what the Packers defense needs to do and what they need to do differently compared to, to how the game went last Sunday when they just couldn't get a stop when they needed one in that fourth quarter. They had some opportunities. They couldn't convert, couldn't take advantage, which of course, Joe Barry talked about at length. Because he sounds more like a politician at his press conferences than he, than he sounds like a coach. So we'll talk about that, hear from him. And I want to keep taking your calls. 608-321-1670. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Should modern music be allowed at Camp Randall? A letter to the editor in the journal Sentinel says no. What say you? And is 1970s, 1980s, is that modern music? Or are we talking about music of the last 10 years? I, Daniel didn't elaborate. Modern music seems like it might be code for something else. Just saying. Saw people pointing that out on Twitter. We all know what I'm saying. One genre, especially, maybe not flying, not on the up and up with Daniel. Our two Wisco Sports Show coming up next. Stick around.